0: Hi, welcome to Marketer for Hire. I'm your host, Sunny Logsdon, and I understand that not all business owners have a marketing background. That's why I'm here, to provide tips and advice on how to build the right team to unlock your business's full potential without wasting precious time and money. Each week, we'll break down complex marketing concepts into easy-to-understand pieces so that you can delegate confidently. Whether you're a business owner with a marketer on your team, or you're just beginning the journey of hiring a marketer, I'm passionate about helping you maximize success. So if you're looking for ways to get the most out of your marketing budget, reduce frustration from lack of results, and provide clear strategic marketing direction to your team, this show is for you. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Marketer for Hire podcast. In today's episode, we are tackling the second step of the hiring process, which is creating a job description that calls in the perfect marketer for your team. I say perfect marketer and you're probably thinking, um, there is no such thing. Like it's completely woo, like we're going to manifest this person out of thin air. It kind of makes me think of that old movie, Weird Science, if you're old enough to remember it. These two high school kids program their dream woman into existence. Does anybody remember that? Anyway, back on track. I am not talking virtual reality. I'm not talking woo. I really do believe that you can find the perfect person for your team if you have the patience to walk through the steps and you're really willing to put in the time up front to get it right. And listen, it is so worth it to put in the time up front. The cost for not getting it right is staggering. I recently saw a study and wrote the statistic down. It said that hiring mistakes will cost a company around 15 times the employee's monthly salary. Do that math and oh my gosh, it is well worth the time that you put in up front. And back to being perfect, let's be honest, no one is perfect. I'm not saying the person is perfect. What I'm saying is that like a good marriage, the person is the right fit for you and for your business. Yes, there will be things that you need to work on over time. When they come in, they're not going to come in. You're going to hear music in the background and say, this is the perfect person for me. Hopefully you'll see enough of that, but it'll take some time. And we're going to talk about that in this series. There will be some things that you initially even find appealing about this person in the beginning that will maybe become annoying, but over time, you might even realize that those annoying qualities are a good yin to your yang. Again, it's kind of like marriage. My husband has a crazy amount of attention to detail, and right now we're building a house, and I'm definitely the big picture visionary, but... If he wasn't over there looking over every single detail, questioning everything 10 times over, which drives me a little crazy sometimes, I could promise you the coffee maker wouldn't fit into the Hutch's plan. We'd have steps that feel too narrow and we would have plugs in you know random places or not where we need them. Let's just say that a lot would fall through the cracks without his attention to detail. And as a business owner, that's exactly what you're looking for you want someone who can fill the gaps in your business. Someone who's good in the areas where you aren't. Someone who makes your business stronger and they can hold their own versus you needing to hold their hand. That's a huge one, isn't it? As business owners, we do not have the time, the patience, the energy to hold someone's hand. We need people who can come in, they have the skills, they have the self confidence to take it on and run with it once we have properly onboarded them. Okay, so before we get too far into this, I want to stop and say that, as I have indicated, this is the second episode in a series called How to Hire the Perfect Marketer. So if you haven't listened to episode eight called How Time Tracking Leads to the Perfect Marketing Hire, I want you to pause now go back, listen to that one, and then come back and listen to this one. Because even though you might be tempted to start with a job description, you actually have some work to do first. Okay, so now that I know you've paused and gone back and listened to that last episode, let's jump into this one and talk about all things job description. The first thing I want you to do as you dive into writing a job description is I want you to take off that HR hat. I want you to get out of the HR mindset and think about your job description as, guess what, marketing copy. We are going to think of it today as a job post. So we're thinking of it in terms of not only the job description, but also the job post that you're going to put up on websites and in Facebook groups what you're going to email to colleagues to find the perfect marketer. So it really is sales copy. Just like you get clear on who your ideal customer is before you write marketing copy, I want you to take a minute to get clear on who your ideal candidate is before you write your job description. As you think about your ideal candidate, think about who they are, where they are in their career, personal life, identify why this position is a great fit for them. How does it fill where they are? How does it fill their needs? How will it help them to maybe get to the next place that they want to go in their career? Think about what they're looking for in a job. Are they looking for a learning opportunity? Are they looking for more autonomy? Are they looking for a creative outlet? Are they looking for something that they really are going to be able to learn and grow in thanks to who you are? Once you get clear on this, you're ready to dive into the writing part. And let's face it, most job descriptions are so super boring and aloof. Before I recorded this, I thought, I'm gonna go look at some just general job descriptions out on some of the big posting sites. And I want to share with you the beginning, I'm not gonna bore you with the whole thing, but just the very beginning of this job description that I found. It is a listing for a digital marketer And it starts out, we're looking for an experienced digital marketing manager to join our vibrant and fast paced team. HubSpot experience is essential. Destination management company, hotel, venue, or event marketing background is desirable. Okay, so I have seen worse. At least they describe themselves as vibrant and fast paced, which tells me a little bit about their work environment. But this is the lead. And every good writer knows that the lead needs to hook the reader and draw them in. I don't know about you, but that definitely did not draw me in. Sure, if I'm looking for a job, I might read all of it. But if there's another job posting there and they start out in a way that is more appealing to me, I'm definitely applying for the other one. Okay, so let's keep reading and see what else they have to say. As I scroll down this job description toward the end there's actually a part that i find really interesting i think that the candidate would it says this is a creative position where you can be innovative take initiative and generate fresh ideas to make sure that we are always thinking about new ways to reach audiences okay i like this and here's why it's about the reader it's going to pique a marketer's interest if they consider themselves to have these qualities but it's way down in the job description. In journalism, I was a journalism student, and this is called burying the lead. And it's something that we do not want to do in writing of any kind because we lose the reader's attention. So I took the liberty to rewrite the lead, and here's what I have. If you are an innovative, experienced digital marketer who loves to take initiative and generate fresh ideas, and you're looking for an opportunity to flex your creativity in a collaborative and energetic small company? We're looking for you. It's the same information, but I'm leading with a description that's going to resonate with the right candidate. It's more about the candidate than the job itself and just like in all marketing when your copy reflects the characteristics of the reader, you're going to give them the opportunity to see themselves in what they're reading. And when it comes to a job description, we definitely want the reader to see themselves in that position. After you come up with that killer lead, I want you to sell them on the mission of your company next. Generally, in a job posting, the next section would be a list of requirements and skills that the employer is looking for. Wah, wah, wah. What I want you to do is I want you to get them excited about why you do what you do. If you listen to one of my early interviews with Kaylin Lehman, she talked about how important shared vision and mission is when it comes to finding the right candidate. She talked about finding the person who is passionate about the vision and mission of your company can make up for a lack of experience in other areas. It can also compensate for some of the things that you as a small business can't offer that those big businesses can If someone reads your mission and they say, This is a mission that I want to be part of, they're likely to choose you over another company, even if that other company has more perks or maybe is paying a little bit more. Because at the end of the day, we all want to feel like we are making a difference. So, this is really important in your marketing position, especially because when a candidate is passionate about what you're doing, it will come through in the communication and the promotions that they create for you. They're also going to have a whole fountain of creativity that they're bringing and offering to your company when it's something that they find a passion around. And if you don't have a mission or you don't feel like you can communicate it succinctly, let's talk. Seriously, head to my website and let's book a call so that we can get it down. Because if you don't know what your mission is, if you don't know the why behind what you do, then you don't have anything to rally your team around. To build a strong team, it's really important to be working from a shared mission. So for now, we're going to assume that you have that. And I want to share how my colleague Belinda Rosenbloom shared her mission in her job posting for a content manager. She has a program called Own Your Money and is looking for someone who is, quote, Fired up about our mission and brand promise to help entrepreneurs and families turn financial fear into positive action, so we can make entrepreneurship more possible and profitable. So she talks about her mission in the job posting, and then as a part of her application process, she goes on to ask candidates to explain how they relate to the mission. And I was helping her with this hiring process, and. This gave us some really great insights into our candidates and into their passion for her very important mission. It also gave them an opportunity to share a little bit about their personal stories that we wouldn't have found out about otherwise. And most missions are heartfelt at some level, which will help you to get a glimpse into your candidate's heart, a little bit into their personal life, and tell you a little bit about their personality. Also notice that Belinda didn't recite her entire mission and vision statement in the job description in a way that felt super rote or overly corporate ease. Instead, she simply said that she wants someone who's fired up to help the people she helps in the way that she helps them. So I'm going to say that again because I think that it's really important and this is a formula that you can use for your job description to simplify your vision You want someone who is fired up to help the people that you help in the way that you help them. And hey, even if that is creating a little moment of happiness in someone's day by serving them a cupcake, we all help people in some way. Okay, so moving on, we have a few more points to cover for your job description. So far, we've talked about having a strong lead and sharing your mission in a way that attracts the right people. Next, you're going to go into some of the more traditional details of the job posting, like the skills and the qualifications and the salary. Luckily, if you went through the steps that I suggested in my last episode, episode eight, which I'm sure you did, right? Then you have a pretty good idea of what your marketing hire will be taking on for your company. You know where the gaps are and you know what needs to be taken off the plate So, what I want you to do is, I want you to take that list and I want you to break it into two buckets. The first bucket is what the person will be responsible for within the company. And the second bucket is the qualifications and skills required to do the job well. The natural tendency here is to get really, really specific and give them a whole laundry list of qualifications and responsibilities but you're not going to do that. What I want you to do is to paint the big picture of what they're going to do. When you paint the big picture, instead of getting into the nitty gritty, it is actually going to bring in more well-rounded candidates for you to interview. And ultimately, you are going to have a better pool to choose from. If you get too specific, like let's say that you want someone who uses later because your last social person used later for social posting, Or maybe you've used Constant Contact or HubSpot for email marketing, so you list those as qualifications for your position. You might lose out on an amazing candidate who has plenty of experience on similar platforms and can easily learn the one that you use. Not only can they learn it, but bringing someone in who is used to another platform or does things differently, sees things from a different perspective, it can freshen up your marketing and bring in new ideas for your team, which is one of the very best gifts of bringing in a new hire. So as you think about what it is that you want them to do, paint the picture in broad strokes. While we're on this topic, I want to share a trend that I read about recently It's a trend that Gallup identified that one of the trends for 2023 is pursuing non-traditional candidates for positions. I'll link to the article in the show notes, but the gist is that employers need to get comfortable looking at the candidate's overall ability to perform in the role instead of getting granular on specific credentials and prior experience. This is partly because there are more jobs out there than there are candidates, And so when you're able to look at people more broadly, when you're able to get broad on your expectations, you're going to have more people applying. And not only will you have more people applying, but your company will actually reap the benefits of bringing in people who think differently. So as you're creating your list of must-haves, stay general and think about what you want this person to accomplish versus mandating how they will accomplish it. And instead of creating this huge laundry list that tires people out, narrow your list to five overarching responsibilities and four to five qualifications, and just think liberally about how that might look in the right candidate as you describe them. After you're finished listing out the responsibilities and the qualifications, I want you to move to listing out the perks and the benefits of working for your company. I came across another statistic recently that I noted for this episode, and I think it's really interesting to share here. The job posting website Indeed said that a whopping 83% of candidates chose a job because of perks and benefits. As a small business owner, you might be thinking, okay, well, that stinks because I don't have a lot of perks. How can I compete with Google and Starbucks and the full-blown cafeteria, the childcare? The workout room, all of these things that these big corporations do to attract employees. But I want you to turn that belief on its head and take the time to think about some of the perks that you do offer as a small business. Take time to think about some of those things that you can do that a big company might not be able to do because they do have so many employees. For example, can you offer life coaching services to your employees? What about a membership to a virtual health program? Maybe there's something that you can do to prevent burnout, like providing a minimum number of days of vacation instead of a maximum. I feel like that would be so fun, and it would give candidates an insight into the type of employer you are. For example, maybe instead of saying that you have 10 vacation days a year, Maybe it's an unlimited amount of vacation days, but you require your employees take at least seven of them. Of course, hybrid work environment is also a huge perk these days. Statistics are showing that hybrid can even be more appealing than the fully virtual work environments. So if you're offering hybrid right now, talk up those perks. Talk up the perk of actually being at home part time and then coming into a work environment where there's the camaraderie, there's the energy, and hey, you get to get out of the house and away from the laundry and away from all the distractions of the house a couple of days a week. But you still get those days where you know you get to be business on top and pajamas on bottom on your Zoom calls. Whatever it is for your business, whatever it is that makes you unique, leverage the fact that you're small and get creative with it. Okay, so we are almost to the end of my points here. And I know it's been a really meaty episode, but we can't forget the reason that most of us work. No matter how much we love our work, no matter how exciting that mission statement is or how great the perks are, we generally work for one reason. We need to make money. So be sure to include that salary information in your job posting. And maybe you're thinking, well, yeah, of course I'm going to include the salary information. I was shocked to read in the same Indeed study that 70% of applicants polled said that they never or occasionally see salary information included in job descriptions. Isn't that absolutely crazy? I don't know that I'd even apply for a job if I had no idea what they were going to pay. So figure out what it is that you can pay and include it in your job posting, and I have another tip for you here. It is true that you get what you pay for, so this is not the place to try to lowball. If you can afford a certain amount, I just want to suggest that you leave a tiny bit of negotiating room, but put it out there. You are much better off paying more for the right person than lowballing and scaring the right person away or lowballing and bringing in someone who is not qualified enough. All right, so let's wrap up the second episode on how to write your job posting with a quick recap. When you're ready to create the description or the posting, which remember is not your first step in the process, you are going to start with a super strong lead that's written in the first person and draws the target candidate in. You're going to think marketing copy over HR. The more personality that you can infuse here without being goofy, of course, the better. Two, I want you to sell the mission of your company in this job description. This is going to help you to attract the candidates who have a heart or a shared interest in why you do what you do. Third, when listing your responsibilities and requirements for the position, I want you to think broadly. Think about what you want to accomplish, not how this person will accomplish it. Four, don't let perks and benefits be an afterthought. Get creative with your perks and benefits. And last, and I'd say most importantly, even though we'd all like to think it's not, include what you plan to pay for this perfect marketer that's going to come in and be passionate about your business and take all this work off your plate and care about your business in the same way that you do. I promise you they are worth it. So that's it for today. This is a lot of information, so be sure to go to my website at sunny-logsdon.com and download the action sheet for today's episode and come back next week where we are going to talk about how to weed through all of these great candidates that you are going to get from your amazing job description in order to find your perfect unicorn. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Marketer for Hire podcast. I hope you've gained valuable insights to help you delegate marketing so that you can confidently get out of the details. If you enjoyed the show, will you do me a favor? Will you hit the follow button and leave a review and a rating? And if you've heard something that you think will help another business owner, be sure to send them a link to the episode. I'd sure appreciate it. And most importantly, before you go, I just wanna say that I know your time is so valuable as a business owner, and I truly appreciate you spending some of it with me today. Thank you, friends, and I'll see you next time.